This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Philly today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, July the 7th. And we come off a frustrating loss last night to the Washington Nationals. Just a a tough one. Those ones are tough. A game the Phillies should have had. The game the Phillies could have had. And they end up losing it 3-2. to two. Uh, Really, you know, many different ways this game could have gone the right way. Obviously, if anyone other than Kyle Schwerber decided to hit, they probably would have won that baseball game. If Odubo Herrera didn't continue to do Odubo Herrera things, they probably win that baseball game. And it was just a frustrating one. You know, it's um anytime and and again, you know, it's hard to um you can't react to the Phillies like it's the Eagles. We do that, and I get it. You know, there's nothing else going on in sports right now for us in Philly, and you know, it's the one thing we can kind of really pay attention to, really lock in on. And you know, I think as a, a result, sometimes we live and die with this team on a day-to-day basis, which is super fun, but also, um, you know, probably not the, the most appropriate way to react to a baseball season, but it does make it fun. Um, but I will say, you know, when they lose these type of games, and again, it's just a loss to the Nationals. If they win today, 405er, all good. You win the series, right? You know, I... You want them to sweep a team like the Nats, they're terrible. But you're going to lose baseball games. That's that's why it's such a long season. That's why it's a marathon. So, you know, you don't overreact to the losses. But I definitely do think in the moment, you know, when you look back at the season, and, and luckily the Cardinals, you lose yesterday. The Phillies still tied for a playoff spot today. But, um, you know, you look back and... and if the Phillies miss the playoffs, it will be by a game or two or three. You know, it's going to be tight. We could see that already. You know, the Phillies, the Giants, the Cardinals are all bunched up right now. You know, those those three, and the Marlins are right there too. Those teams are going to be battling. They're going to be fighting. You know, I don't expect the Marlins to stay in it all year, but stranger things have happened. And, you know, those teams are going to be in it. There's certainly those other three. And if the Phillies do miss the playoffs, it will be by a small margin of games, most likely. And we're going to think back to nights like last night, you know, as as games that were, were winnable that, that weren't won against a team they, they should have beat, you know. And so it's, it is um, it is frustrating and tough to kind of balance that, you know, to say, all right, I'm not going to overreact. It's just a loss. It's just a game. You're going to lose games. But to also flip it around and say, but... When we look back, you know, and look, there will be more painful losses. There's the 7-1 game to the Mets that, you know, springs right to the top of mind. Obviously, a number of games in the Joe Girardi part of the season where, you know, just painful, debilitating losses that we'll look back on. But last night, another one. You know, you'll throw it into the hopper. 
uh, of games where the Phillies, you know, could have gotten a win, got a loss, and in the end were two, three, four games short. We look back to those games. So I'm definitely not going to overreact to a loss to the Nationals in the middle of July, but it's a loss, and and those do matter when the the margin's probably going to be pretty razor thin when it's all said and done. So... Um, you know, you can't overreact to them at the same time. They are, they do matter and they're important. And last night was a frustrating run. You know, it really was it, you know, you get a really nice outing from Nola really only made a couple bad pitches. If a double catches a baseball, we might not even be talking about a loss. Um, it's frustrating. Nola pitches. Well, you, you hope to win those type of games. Obviously Kyle Schwarber just, man, it's uh, June has not ended for Schwarber. Schwarber continues to really, um, just be a, a marvel right now as the dude goes three for four with two home runs, two RBIs, two runs. All of a sudden, the OPS is hovering around 900. It's 842 OPS, just saying for Kyle Schwarber. 226 average. You remember when it was down at 200? We're like, he's never going to get to 200. He's 226. It just continues to crush it. 27 home runs on the season, leading the National League. He's on pace for over 50. Home runs this season, where would the Phillies be without Kyle Schwarber? He is, without a doubt, the MVP of the team this season. And honestly, you know, an MVP candidate in the National League. You know, we've talked so much. I think, you know, we're so um, focused on Bryce Harper being the MVP because, you know, he is the reigning MVP and was the MVP of the team. But what Schwarber's doing is MVP-esque. It really is. You know, losing Harper, continuing to hit like this, the... You know, month and a half this dude's had has has really put this team on his back. And and again, we talked so much yesterday, and it's just true about all the other stuff the guy's done, the off the field stuff, the culture stuff. Honestly, I mean, again, we're only eighty two, eighty three games into the signing, but as far as in first half a season for a signing goes, honestly, don't remember many better than Kyle Schwarber through eighty games, through half a season. Zach Wheeler, a couple others, but man. What a signing so far. Schwarber has been everything this team could have ever asked for from him. And and was again last night. Really did everything he could. And the dude hits clutch home runs. Phillies go down in the fir- uh, fourth, down one nothing. Bottom of the fourth. Boom. A tank shot from Kyle Schwarber. Then we get to the sixth. 1-1 baseball game. Off the second deck in right field. 2-1. And then we get to the seventh and it falls apart as... Uh, Aaron Nola gives up two. Phillies lose three two. Nola goes seven and two thirds, seven hits, three runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Didn't have strikeout stuff going, but on the whole, really nice outing from Nolan. And let's just get to it on that double that brought home two runs. Odubel Herrera could have freaking caught the ball if he took the right route to it. <laughs> I just. I don't get the Odubel Herrera thing. You've listened to this show a long time. You know how I feel. Forgetting the off-the-field stuff. The off-the-field stuff alone made me not want him on my baseball team, but he's here and, and, you know, we accept it for what it is. We don't really have a choice in that matter. We don't have to root hard for him or anything, but... But what I don't understand is is why this guy keeps getting chance after chance after chance after chance just based on the baseball stuff. Forget the off-the-field stuff. This guy is the dumbest baseball player we've had here in my lifetime. He is the dumbest Philly I've ever seen. 
And we're talking about a lifetime of losing. In my life, I am 40 years old. I saw him make the playoffs in 1993, and I saw 07-11. That's it. The Larry Boa years were like juggernaut baseball, even though they didn't make the playoffs compared to the rest of my life. I've always watched bad Phillies teams. I've always watched dumb Phillies players. This dude takes the cake. It's him and no one even in his hemisphere. He is a disaster as far as smart baseball goes. An absolute unmitigated disaster. Think, just stop for a second. Stop for a second. Think, okay? Let's just do this together. It's a little exercise. Let's stop and let's think, okay? Hmm. I'm 40. However old you are when you're listening. Maybe you're 25. Maybe you're 30. Maybe you're 35. Maybe you're 50. I don't know. Think about watching Phillies baseball your whole life. Think about all the dumb crap you've seen. Think about the mistakes. Think about the losing seasons. Think about the Steve Jeltzes of the world and the the just sadness that we have endured for decades at a time. Think about it. We're in the midst of a decade of sadness. Do you ever remember a player who did more dumb stuff than Odubo Herrera? Do you? I can't. I got nothing. I got zero. I got no other answer. It's him. Over and over and over again. I, I don't understand. I, I, I honestly don't understand why he's still on the baseball team. And I, I know it's strictly because they are so deficient at that position, I guess. But why does he keep playing? Play Matt Veerling every day. I don't care if it's against right-handed hitters. At least that dude doesn't make mistakes. And he's also probably a better baseball player, let's be honest. But outside of that, like Matt Veerling's not going to lose a game for me. By missing a fly ball. By taking the wrong route on a fly ball. A catchable fly ball. He's not going to not run when he hits one to the wall and end up getting thrown out second because he wasn't paying attention. He wasn't running hard. He's not going to do the dumb crap. He's not going to get caught on the bases. He's not going to do all this dumb stuff that Odubel does over and over and over and over again. Honestly, like Mickey Moniak, I love the kid. I want him to succeed so badly if for no other reason than what a story it would be that this kid was taken first, the age of 17, undersized, all this stuff is completely and totally counted out and then fights his way back to be a player in the league. Like, I'm dying for that to happen, but I have eyes. I can see it right now. It ain't happening. Mickey Moniak has stunk out loud. He has been really bad. He looks completely unprepared to be a hitter in the major leagues. But you know what? At least he'll catch the ball. At least he catches the ball when it comes to him. At least I'm not losing a game because a ball went over his head on an incredibly catchable baseball. And there are some people who go, oh, it, was hard. it would have been a hard catch. It would have been, a, it would have been a, a, a fine catch. Make the catch. Take the right route. Do the right things. And again, it's not even like this guy's producing. I think everyone got like hoodwinked by that first few weeks he had where he was hitting really well and the OPS was over 800. I don't know if you've checked recently. He's batting 238 with a 280 on base percentage. 280. Let me say it again. A 280 on base percentage. That's horrific. That's embarrassing. A 396 slugging. 
He is barely above 600 for an OPS. Barely above 600. And yet the guy plays. DFA him. Get him off my team. Why are we still watching this happen? Years and years into this. How many times does this guy have to keep making mistakes? How many times does this guy have to keep doing dumb things? At what point? At what point do we stop and say, you know what? I'm not going to let Odubel Herrera lose another baseball game for me. At what point? When do we do that? When do we say, you know what, enough? Enough. We didn't have to lose that game. We lost because he's dumb. That's why we lost. Because that dude right there is a stupid baseball player. How many more times? I'm, I'm so sick of it. And again, I hate the off-the-field stuff. I hate it more than the playing stuff. It makes me absolutely dislike the guy. Like, out on him as a human. But, but that's even inconsequential to what we're talking about. He's a bad baseball player. He's a dumb baseball player. Why does he keep getting chance after chance after chance after chance? I keep saying the biggest need for this team in the, in the trade market is starting pitching, and I believe that. But you could twist my arm that just to not watch this guy anymore traded for a center fielder. Forget it. Forget biggest need. Get this guy off my team. Get me a center fielder. I don't want to watch him play anymore. If I lose because my starting pitcher sucks, well, that's baseball. If I lose because my center fielder takes the wrong route to a ball, again, and that's why I lose, that's a hell of a lot more frustrating than, ah, the dude couldn't pitch today. Look, don't get me wrong, I don't want either to happen. But enough. Enough of this. This has to be over. The Odubo Herrera experiment was a failure, a massive failure, an ugly failure. You should have got him rid of him when all that stuff happened and you would have made your fan base happy and supported it, but you didn't. And you said, ah, we're paying him. You know what? We're going to keep him around. Okay. He better be good. He's not. He's a dumbass. Over and over and over again. I just can't take it anymore. I'm so done with him. I'm so done with this guy. Again, I would play Matt Veerling every freaking day right now. I would. And look, he's versatile. He's valuable in other spots. Matt Veerling becoming a guy for the team. But, I mean, enough. Enough. How many more games are we going to lose for the, the couple big hits the dude gets? Like, Really? Really, is it worth it? It's not to me. I'll tell you that much. I just, I hate watching him. I hate watching him play. I hate it. As a baseball fan, as a, you know, a true blue, uh, uh, it's the best sport there is. It's the thing I care most about. Like, I hate him. I hate watching him play. It ruins it for me. It's just, like, you shouldn't have lost that game last night. Poor Kyle Schwarber. Poor Aaron Nola. These guys give it all they got, and you lose because of something dumb. I know people say, oh, I could have caught the ball. It was a tough catch. Whatever. It's just, it's too much of this. It's too much. It's over and over and over again. All right, we'll look ahead in a minute. Um, Interesting article, though, from um, Jim Salisbury. uh, Talking about, quote, unquote, the elephant in the room. 
as um you know, I think it's something we've thought about as Phillies fans and something a lot of teams have gone through this season. But uh, when the Phillies go to Toronto next week, there will be players who will not be able to make the trip. So for those of you who know, in Canada, um, players have to be vaccinated to enter the country. They're not allowed in the country. If they are not vaccinated, we have seen teams run into some issues. You know, the Boston Red Sox were just up there. They didn't have their closer. Tanner Houck, not vaccinated, couldn't go. Um, really interesting article from Salisbury talking about, Hey, you know, elephant in the room. He says, Phillies manager, Rob Thompson will address the elephant in the room sometime during the team's upcoming series in St. Louis. The elephant is the two game road trip to Toronto. The Phillies will be without several players who don't comply to Canada's COVID-19 vaccination body policy. Thompson said, when we get to St. Louis, I'm going to address that once we get closer. Uh, so Salisbury goes on to say it's not clear which Phillies players or how many are unvaccinated. Unvaccinated players will be placed on the MLB's restricted list before Tuesday's series opener in Toronto and will forfeit two days pay and service time. Phillies will be allowed to reach down in the minors to complete their roster. Players added for the series will not have to clear waivers to return to the minors. It's also not clear which pitchers will start the games in Toronto. A better idea of that when the Phillies will arrive Phillies will announce the rotation for St. Louis, so get a feel for that then. It's possible the Phillies could juggle the rotation of Zach Wheeler start Friday against the Cardinals, as that would allow him to pitch five days later in Toronto. Word is Wheeler is good to travel to Canada. Shout out to Zach Wheeler. Nice to hear. He goes on to say, depending on how Phillies configure the rotation for the four-game series in St. Louis, they could be in need of a pitcher for Tuesday night's series opener against Toronto. Ken Emanuel. At AAA and Griffin Gary at AA could be possibilities to get the call up. Griff has been crushing, just got brought up to AA. Um, look, there's a, a tough spot for the Vils. You know, it is, um, you know, look, we're not going to get into the politics of it all. You know, we've all litigated that and talked about that. It's uh, more just a, a fact of the situation that the Phillies are going to Toronto for an important two-game series against a good baseball team, and they might be without some dudes. And it's going to be fascinating to see. You know, last year we know Bailey Falter um, was out with COVID, um, was not vaccinated, I believe. Um, we had the Aaron Nola situation a couple of years ago. There have been a few guys here and there. So I'm not really sure who is and who isn't. It's going to be fascinating to find out. You hope that none of the Phillies' most important players will not be able to make that trip. Um, but just get ready for it. the elephant in the room. Salisbury is right. It is going to be a story, you know, here in Philly. And again, a lot of teams have gone through this. Every team that's had to go to Canada has had to deal with this and uh, have had players miss games and whatnot. So, um, but it is going to be fascinating because we know Philly. You know, we know the way it is here. That's It's going to be talked about. And those players are going to be, um, you know, their dedication is going to be questioned, whether right or wrong. Um, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting situation. You know, you just hope that for the sake of the reaction and all that, that the Phillies don't have a team full of guys who can't go. And I'm sure it's not going to be that bad, but you know, like what if, you know, it's like three starters who can't go, you know, you're, you're already down Harper. You're already down Segura. I mean, that's a, a tough spot. You know, what if you're like, they just said, what if you have to start Ken Emanuel in a game against the, the, the Blue Jays against Vlad and Tosker and, you know, Chapman and Bishop, Bichette, Bo Bichette, and, you know, they've got they got some dudes there. They got some some bats. George Springer, I mean, they can hit. So um, it's going to be fascinating um, to see not just who can't go, but how the how the city and fan base react to it. So you just hope that it's some, uh, 
It's not a, a painful list, so to speak, for Phillies fans. As again, you know, the Phillies do need that series. They need to win games. Again, you know, they are really boxed up here when it comes to the playoffs. It's going to be a tight race. The Phillies are still tied for a wild card spot, but now they're only one game ahead of the Giants. The Phillies and Cardinals are tied. The Cardinals are 44 and 40. The Phillies 43 and 39. The Phillies do have two games in hand there. Then St. Louis is 41 and 39. Uh, three and a half. Uh, Phillies are three and a half back of San Diego, five and a half back of the Atlanta Braves. Is the Braves unbelievable? The Braves are forty nine and thirty four. Remember that series where they split two and two? It really felt like the Phillies lost the series because they had that Bryce Harper home run game that they lost, where Gerard did not bring Knable in. Nick Nelson game, if you remember that. <clears throat> um, you know, ever since that game, both the Phillies and, and Braves have been hot, but they went into that game and both teams were under five hundred. Now the Braves are 15 games over. It's pretty insane what they've done um, and the way they've played. It is um, a little disappointing. You know, so you want the Phillies to be out in front. But I will say, you know, if you compare the Phillies to where they were last year at this time, the record's better. The run differential is like 100-plus runs better. You know, I do think you can look at it and say the Phillies are absolutely a better team now than they were at this time last year, even without Harper. And that is... Something to be positive about, something to be excited about, but it is going to be a, a really tight race. Again, the Marlins only three back there. They're 39 and 41. Three back of the Phillies there. So you have four teams for two spots uh, in a, you know, within three games of each other, and those teams are three and a half back of the next team up. And any of these teams could fade, any of these teams could surge. There are a lot of different ways it could go, but you know, again, to the point of last night, while you know, you're going to lose games and it's going to be frustrating and, you know, you can't overreact to, um, you know, to these type of things. You can't overreact to each individual game. The Phillies do need to win games and, and every loss that is a, a winnable game is going to be tough. That's why the Toronto series could be tough if, if they are missing dudes and they go there and lose games because of it, you know, again, again, at the end of the season, we're going to look back and we're going to be able to go through the schedule and be like, oh yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, the one where the ball went over O'Doul's head. Yeah, I remember that one. That was that was a win. Should have had that one. Up, Toronto. I remember that. We didn't have four guys. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. We should have won that series. That's too bad. You know, I, it's, it, that stuff's going to happen. And that's why you hope that they're not missing guys in Toronto. You hope you're not looking for excuses in spots. And it's why, you know, last night is such a frustrating game. And it's honestly why today is, you know, I'm not going to say must win because that's ridiculous. But it's an important game today. You know, you got to win the series. You can't lose the series to the Nats. You just can't afford to. You got Bailey Falter on the hill. The Nats have a dude named Don on the hill. Face him last time. Very beatable, very hittable. So the Phillies should be able to handle business here. As again, you're heading into a massive six game stretch here as you will have the next four in St. Louis starting tomorrow. A uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday stretch in St. Louis. Again, the team you are literally tied with for the wild card right now. So that is a massive stretch of baseball. And then that two-game series in Toronto, where, you know, we'll see as how that plays out and what the situation is. And then, of course, three in Miami to end the season. So after this game today, 4.05 are at home. Phillies are on the road to the All-Star break. Nine more games, all of them on the road. Four in St. Louis, two in Toronto, three in Miami. All those teams are in the playoff hunt. Obviously, we talked about St. Louis, tied. The Marlins are three games back of the Phillies right now, three games back of the Cardinals, and the Blue Jays are one of the wild card teams in the East. So it is a a little bit of a gauntlet here 
to finish out the season. We've talked a lot about the second half and how it eases out for them, and it really does. Starting out at home, they got three against Chicago, then three against Atlanta, then four against Pittsburgh, then two against Atlanta, then four against Washington, three against Miami. You get the Mets, seven out of ten against the Mets, but the three in between are the... You Really, what you have is 14 games, seven against the Mets, seven against the Reds. So... Seven against a good team, seven against a bad team. It evens out. Then you have the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins are on there again, the Washington's on there again, Washington's on there again, the Cubs are on there again. So, you know, like it really, again, it really does set up well for the Phillies from a second half perspective facing teams they can and should beat. Will they? We'll find out. But that's why, you know, games like last night, you got to win them because it is going to be a spot where we look back and say, hmm, it was really close. And the Phillies need these wins. They need these games. So, uh, bounce back game today. Got to win. They they need to beat the Nationals today. It is a, is a oddly important game today. So, hopefully the Phillies can handle business either way, whatever happens. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it and to preview the series of the season to date in St. Louis. All that tomorrow. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.